Hello and welcome to Toast, the two-part podcast talking about the things we're munching down on in our own lives and the events that we're toasting to right around the world. Uh, Janna, how are you going? You, you had another... Well, actually, wait. What even happened to you? It was something about your mouth. <laughs> what happened to me? I uh, had surgery on yep. Tuesday. How was which it? Which I loosely spoke about last episode. It went very well. Uh, I don't remember any of it because I had a general anesthetic. So I pretty much remember the anesthetist saying to me, so um, you're going to have your operation now. And I went, cool, 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 cool. And then I woke up and I was done. So wow. <laughs> apparently it all That's went mental. well. I've been healing all this week. Um, you could probably sound I am working from home again just because you look great. it has made me oh thanks legend. Look, we are on Zoom, that's how we're communicating and I am have been very tired this week. Mm. Um, I think it might have been because of the medication I've been on, yeah. which is working, but it's just made me extra tired so I haven't been driving at all, which is thank goodness for technology, Ewan, because it allows us to continue to do what we need to do without feeling yeah. Like the world is falling apart. How are you this week? Uh, How are you going? Oh, gee, I tell you what. Um, Did I mean, you have I surgery? Didn't have surgery. So <laughs> I should have gone first, in fact. It's a bit tough <laughs> coming off the back of yours. I went for a big run today, so I'm a little bit tired. We've been pushing up our work load in, in regard to the Melbourne Marathon happening next month. And now we're doing 25k runs. So Done. I know. That's so my, a massive my step little... from one of our earlier episodes where you were doing around 8Ks. Max. I know. You know what? It's a great life lesson in that. Someone can tell us about it sometime. Uh, don't forget to, <laughs> uh, you know, review us, rate us uh, during the podcast. Um, thanks for the engagement on socials. We've been a little bit off with some tech stuff with videos <laughs> and whatnot. It's been a really frustrating series of events but we're here nonetheless <laughs> at least you can still hear us in years because uh, it is a podcast first and foremost that's true that's exactly well said g uh and we're talking about the toast of the week a little bit later on toasting to steve Irwin. yes mr steve Irwin. yes the late steve Irwin, and, and uh, him going viral even though he's no longer with us his messages are still out there in the social land. Yeah, it is wild, of course. Uh, right now, let's start with the roast yeah. of the week. Janna, you actually sent this to me uh, and thought it would be a good roast of the week. I thought it was... Oh, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really right up my alley. And particularly <laughs> uh, for younger generations. For the Gen Alphas listening, which I think there might be a couple. There might be a handful. A, oh, yeah, Gen Alphas. They're like the, the teens newbies. of today. Yeah. They're like the tweens and early teens. Yeah. And what do you call the next gen? Beta? Is it beta or beta? so that's kind of like sure yeah are they Uh, the ones that are being born now are you saying well yeah the ones after alpha alpha is a sick name can i just say like like it's so cool like imagine being called an alpha well for various reasons it's pretty awesome but yeah yeah, you would naturally be you would think always will be the alpha in the room good one because there's only ever one alpha Gee, you're sick, but uh, you're still brilliant with the jokes. Uh, and you know what? It does help us attract to the, well, to my generation. I am, in fact, a, what am I again? A Gen Z? You're a Gen Z, but you just are because a boomer? you happen to, not exquisite. No, I'm a millennial. Uh, you are a Gen Z purely by one year. Oh, so months. if you were born yep. the year before, 
yeah, months, yeah, even months before you would be a millennial. Yeah. But you just squeeze in as a Gen Zer. So yep. yeah, you're a generation below me. Makes me feel very old. <laughs> yep. Uh, gee, the article yeah. that you sent over was from Pedestrian, um, the website Pedestrian. And it it talks about the recent updates to the Macquarie Dictionary. This happens every single year. It's pretty much what the trending words, the big words that you need to kind of know, and they're legitimized in a certain way, you know, in a dictionary, essentially. Now, some of them are wild. Some of them I have never heard of in my entire life. Believe it or not, I'm a Gen Zer, but even I, even the great Yuzi uh, is not fully up to date with these words. Gee, when you first looked at this article, (laughs) did you... Did you know any of them? Yes, I knew quite a few of them. The very first one that I saw <laughs> that stood out to me was such a Ewan word. Now, I don't know if you say this word. Actually, you have mentioned it a few times uh, on the podcast. And okay. to be honest, I don't know anyone that says it as much as you because I feel like everything makes you feel this way in life lately. And that's <gasps> the ick. The ick. You no. say it all the time. Oh, that gives me the ick. That yeah. gives me the ick. I, and now I hear it everywhere. I hear it on TV. Obviously, you weren't the founding father. You weren't the alpha when it came to this particular word. No. But I, I, to be honest, and this is showing my age, okay. although I'm only a few years older than you, when you first started saying the ick, I knew what you were trying to say in the context it was set in. But I actually had to Google it in my own time because I thought I don't want to stuff it up. So I said, what does the ick mean? Gen Z. And then literally... Stop, stop. You're saying the (laughs) ick. It's not how you even say it in a sentence. You don't say, oh, you're the ick. You've got the ick. No, 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 no. You always say it gives you like something to give you the ick. That does work. Okay. I take it back. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sorry. And so I Googled it. And for those who don't know that are my age or older, uh, it is a sudden strong aversion to one's partner or whom one had previously considered attractive and charming. Yeah. That's actually the origins of it. Yeah. However, I find that you use the word ick. Outside of that, if something frustrates you, you'll say that gives me the ick. No, I don't say. I don't do say that gives me the ick. I'm not. I don't <laughs> construct a sentence like that. I'm not a boomer. I don't say it like that. Yes, you have. Oh you, my goodness! You Hopefully broke up there, which I'm glad. You broke up a little bit there, which I'm glad about because it was there was. Oh there was really? A, yeah. A G, that's a shame. I don't mm-hmm. use it like that, but I guess I do say, "Oh, that's." That's an ick. That's how I usually say it. Oh, oh, that's an ick. That's such an ick. That's how I say it. Well, can me- I tell you, Nine yeah. News Melbourne actually refers to it as the ick. Well, Nine News Melbourne have journalists who have no idea about their job <laughs> and are probably in their, which is fine, but they're late 30s, 40s trying to relate to a younger audience. So no thank you, Nine News Journalism. Well, it's funny because pedestrians say ick without the. Nine News are, pedestrians are run by young people. Mm. Alphas, yeah, yeah. TikTokers, they know what they're... <laughs> All right, another one. The ones that I was a little bit confused about, there was actually no. Mm. The one that, um, the couple that I was aware of, the spicy yeah. cough. You, you've heard of the spicy cough before, Jen? Yeah, that's that's COVID. COVID-19. Yes, 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 yes. So if someone was coughing a lot, someone might say, do you have the spicy cough? Or if you were just recently did a test and you had COVID, you'd be like, guys, I've got the spicy cough. Yeah, I never really used it that often. 
No, I ne- I never used it. Uh, one thing that I've used quite a bit in my conversations with some of my girlfriends is situationship. Yes. And in fact, I've used it with you as well in reference to your life. Yeah. Uh, without giving anything away, there's been situationships. Yeah. And I think it's a nice way to sort of describe a relationship that you're not quite sure yet where it is, but mm-hmm. you know there's a situation and you know there's a, some kind of a relationship. So situationship, that's also been added to the list and I think that's quite a good one. As if relationships weren't hard enough to define though, right? Like, I mean, I'm always confused about when someone says we're dating, we're in a relationship, they're my boyfriend, mm. they're my girlfriend. It's like, hang on, aren't they all the same concept? Or, you know, I mean, there's, there's like a leveling to, there's levels to a relationship. This one's even more confusing, I think, when you're putting in the vernacular uh, of relationships, situationship, very, it's, it's a tough one. Do you know what I mean? Cause you're it not dating, be, you're not boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend. Uh, you're not seeing each other. You are in a situationship. I think it might be another way of saying what, uh, Natalie Portman and I think Justin Timberlake were in a movie about this friends with benefits. Okay. It's kind of like friends with benefits, but you're calling it situationship. That's that's where my head went when I think friends of situationship. Yes, uh, I think so. But then it's not friends with. Well, maybe it wasn't it's Justin not, Timberlake. But it's, it's not Ashton Kutcher. No, it's Ashton Kutcher. Don't at me. I know it's Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman are in that movie. Sorry. No, that's Justin. No, ah, I think it. Oh, now let me. Friends with benefits. That's yeah, Justin Timberlake. No, I don't know. This don't is your generational is. stuff as well, G. Hang on, let me check. Actually, we got it all wrong. It's Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. I should have, damn it. I knew that. Um, Okay. The three, just quickly before we move on. The three that were confusing. The three that I was like, what? I've never heard that in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Goblin mode. Have you heard of goblin yeah. mode before? No, I never, I've never used goblin mode before. I had to look that up as well. Yeah. A, a pattern of behavior characterized by an embrace of indolence and Sloven, Slo, slovenliness. We should have read this before we start the podcast. Slovenliness? What the heck is pedestrian talking it's, about? Can I tell you, I think that word needs to be added in the Macquarie Dictionary if it isn't already. <laughs> Just so you know what, and I, I'm not saying it right either, Slovenliness is being careless, untidy, or dirty. That's actually what that word means. So they've used it in a sentence here. The behavior of someone who wants to feel comfortable. Oh, no, sorry. This is the Cambridge Dictionary. The behavior (laughs) of someone who wants to feel comfortable and do and eat whatever they want. So like a slob and not caring about how to be clean, being healthy, or attractive. Goblin goblin mode. mode. Yeah, so goblin mode is You look a little bit like goblin mode, G. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm not in my pajamas yet, and I'm showered, and I have clean hair, so no, I'm not complete. No, goblin. you're trying. You're trying. I'm, hard. You're just a little bit sick. I'm yes. trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. But I think the, some of the ones that really stood out to me, yeah, what other one was it? Is Barbie core because Barbie as we know, we've spoke, that's been added, and I think that makes sense because so many people around the world have been obsessed with pink particularly with the Barbie movie. We were using the words Barbie call on our podcast before it even made the word quarry dictionary when talking about the Barbie movie. And it's interesting now that they've actually added it because it's been such a big culture moment, pop culture moment, I think. We were trailblazers, G. We were were ahead of the game. Um, But one that really made me not question why it was added, I just presumed it was always there. Because it's something that us Australians have been saying 
for decades. Yeah. And I don't know why it's just made the list. And that is Cozzy referring to a swimming costume. How is Cozzy not a part of the Macquarie Dictionary until now? I don't understand. A Cozzy? I can't see that on the the run sheet. It is. It says it here on Nine News Melbourne. Oh, you're on Nine News Melbourne. Well, there's there's your problem again. They don't know what they're on about. Maybe maybe that's someone who put in a mistake, but I... That was listed, apparently that is brand new, and yeah, I right. don't understand how it wasn't included. But yeah, they look. There've been some. There've been some interesting ones. I think probably the other one that I found interesting as well yep, is go. doom scrolling, which I never. I mean, knew I think word, it makes but I can sense. Understand yeah. It, what it means. Yeah, going through social media and going through the bad headlines, continuing to practice looking at bad headlines, mm. and being you know obviously feeling upset or negative about life. And I think, and I think though, with the pandemic, kind of like um, Bit of doom the spicy scroll, cough, yeah, yeah doomsday. Yeah. There was so much content out there to make us feel like the world was ending mm-hmm. the next day, mm-hmm. and it can kind of feel overwhelming. So I think if you are scrolling and looking at all that content, it's doom scrolling. It's making you feel like doomsday tomorrow. So I think yeah, yeah there's some interesting ones. But Gee, which I, ones have we missed? I well, Menti there's B, the last. B. I do kind of want to. Oh, Menti B, yeah, a breakdown in one's mental health. Uh, The one that really just took me by surprise, which I think is just, Mm. it's more of a meme, if anything. Mm. It's the bachelor's handbag. The bachelor's handbag, and it is, drumroll please, a take, yeah, your mic's pretty bad, won't pick that up. Uh, it is a takeaway roast chicken. The bachelor's handbag has been added to the Macquarie Dictionary. I don't know who created that, but that is one of the funniest things I've ever thought of in my entire life. Can I tell you, I had to look this up because I didn't understand how it's a bachelor's handbag because I'm not a bachelor. I'm a married yeah. woman yeah. and I go to Woolies. I go to Coles and sometimes I will buy myself a cooked roast chicken and I will proudly serve it with potentially takeaway chips or even on the occasion as well. If I can't be bothered doing that, I might alternatively get frozen chips and I'll pop them in the air fryer and I won't make my own on the occasion. Do I feel guilty about it? No, I don't. And no, I'm not a bachelor. What does that say about me? Uh, well, it seems like your relationship's taking a turn for the worst. (laughs) (laughs) The Toast of the Week. Ewan, Robert Irwin, which is the late Steve Irwin's son, Mm -hmm. has gone viral with a video that he posted, and we did miss this one. It was on Father's Day uh, Mm -hmm. last weekend, and or the weekend before, I should say, and it amassed millions and millions of views. It was a dedication to his dad, and what a beautiful video it was. Is there anything in this world that would want to make me give away what I'm doing now? Yes. Yes, there is. When my children can take the football that I call wildlife conservation and run it up. When they're ready to run up our mission, I will gladly step aside. And I guarantee you it'll be the proudest moment of my life. And my job will be done then and only then will I know that I have achieved my ultimate goal to be able to stand aside and let let them run up my mission. Wow. Such a beautiful tribute. Mm. I just love that video. And, you know, Steve Irwin's son, 
Robert, you know, he's a teenager, he's in his late teens, his sister's married, Bindi with a child, you know, they're grown up and it's just so wonderful that they have this footage of their dad, even though he died so many years ago now, that can inspire them and the great work they do at Australia Zoo, but also generations that also watch it that have been growing up with the urban mm. family, whether it be young people themselves or older. But it landed him, obviously, a lot of media coverage as well, where he got to talk about it on Sunrise and what his dad means. And, you know, he was saying that for, for Robert, it's his greatest honour to be able to continue his dad's mission. Mm. I mean, it's also a lot of weight for a child to also think about growing up going, dad's expecting me to take on this big legacy that he's left around the world. But fortunately for both Bindi and Robert, they've been able to step up to the plate and be able to really excel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That was actually one of my first reactions. I was like, oh, it's really lovely. But one of the reasons why it's so lovely is because he's kind of foretold what has ended up happening, which I think is a rare thing to actually... Well, actually, I'm not particularly sure, but there was obviously a chance that his kids just really didn't like wildlife. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's always the chance where they're like, no, I'd rather be, you know, more urban and, you know, more hip and, you know, um, which would have been such a lull, by the way. But I think what's so lovely is that it has worked out really quite perfectly where Mm. um, that piece of audio is foretold what is happening right now. And the video actually shows, like, um, kind of similar, like watching clips of Steve, um, you know, um, working with crocodiles and out in the wildlife and then watching Robert do the exact same thing and have the exact same mannerisms and look the exact yes. same way. So I think it's just, yeah, it's such a lovely kind of moment in time. Now I have a feeling it's hard to, it's really obviously impossible to, to know for sure, but there's no doubt that Steve Irwin would have been proud of his kids no matter what they did. You know what I mean? Like whether or not he just seems like he had such a great heart for his kids. It was all about his family and, and whatnot, but I, it is such a lovely thing and it's such a story that Australia can get behind when yeah. you just see like such a reflection, like such a mirroring of Steve to his kids, particularly yes. Robert, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a younger version of his dad. And mm. even Natalie Barr, who's one of the Sunrise hosts, said to him, you know, I believe your dad would be incredibly proud of you. And then Robert responds, hope so. <laughs> you know, mm. He hopes his dad's proud. And I think he absolutely is. He hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, you're right. I think as kids growing up into adulthood we might have had particular goals that we wanted to achieve or something we dreamed about doing one day maybe it's what your parents did or maybe it's something completely different but to have the love and respect of a parent in recognizing your growth is such a wonderful thing Mm. I know for myself like Father's Day uh, the 3rd of September I had dinner with my mum and dad and my husband, Brendan, and I presented my dad with some slippers because he needed slippers, as you do, classic uh, Father's Day gift. But then I gave him a card and it was quite beautiful because the words in the card that were printed on there, even without me writing them, I felt really encompassed who my dad is and what he means to me. And I'm happy to say that when I was younger, I wasn't so close with my dad. I was a lot closer with my mum and I'm still very close with my mum, Antonella, today. But I've noticed that as I've gotten older and I'm now, you know, turning 32 later this month, I notice a lot of my dad's mannerisms, his uh, passions Mm -hmm. and all that. I'm very, very similar. And 
for example, I'm in the middle of writing a book at the moment and it's a young adult fiction novel, fantasy novel. And my dad has found uh, his passion again for music that he used to have many, many years ago. And so dad and I have been able to connect creatively for mm. the first time on a similar project where mm. I'm writing and then he's using inspiration from my story to create music that he's using on his computer. And I think that is a very, very special thing. And I noted that down in the card because even though dad and I are, we are in two different careers, I run a business, he works as an educator in a school. I think there's a lot of similarities. And if you can connect with a parent, even in your adulthood, even if you're not exactly the same and you can find some kind of understanding uh, or appreciation for who each other are, I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think a parent would be proud of a child that does that, even if it's not in the same line of work specifically mm. as like a Steve Irwin and his son, Robert. The only thing I can think about after this discussion, G, is oh. why did we not talk about this last week for Father's Day? <laughs> Such a missed opportunity. I know. I realize that now. You know what? It's better late than never. Well and said. we are toasting to it. So for all dads that, you know, if we get a few that listen to this show, happy Father's Day. Mm. <laughs> you know, you'd rather wish him a good day than not. But we're toasting to Robert Irwin because the tribute that he put out on his socials was really, really beautiful. Yep. And a reminder of who we are as individuals and our growth that we've had and particularly the inspiration that a parent might have on our lives whether they're with us still today on this planet or gone to heaven hey thank you so much again uh for listening to toast pleasure being here uh with you g and look i mean obviously it's virtually but um (laughs) it's always it's still great to see your face you're a bit of a trooper you've been that way for the last few weeks thanks no no worries you're a trooper as well well (laughs) you know um each to their own but, um, I'd, like, I'd like to be in the studio next week, so let's aim for that. Well, you know, as long as your your teeth don't hold you back, I think you'll be fine. Oh, look, let's let's hope not. Can yeah. I just say, because for those who don't know, this has been a massive journey throughout the year. It started in oh the end of April, gosh. early May, oh and gosh. I just want this one tooth to sort itself out yeah. so I can continue to go into a studio. It costs you a house podcast. deposit pretty much, that bloody it tooth. It's so expensive. <laughs> Look after your teeth. Don't grind like I did. Don't That's grind. the biggest thing. Yep. Keep brushing your teeth. Keep flossing. I yep. mean, I do these things anyway, but go hard. No, don't go hard. Don't you break go hard. Teeth. That's grinding. <laughs> go on that. All right. Take care. Uh, thank you again for connecting on socials. Uh, toast the pod as well as if you have a spare second, rate, review the podcast, and we will be back next week. See you then. Bye.